We're in a state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in my tissue and brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. Hi, as a girl. Hi, Astra. Astra has been very okay. Astra, I think she's feeling like she used to be number one, and I think after those these past couple weeks, she's feeling like number three. Tizzle because of Rye and Star. <laughs> oh no, that's Star, bad. Star took number one spot when we started horse showing. Then Rye got here, and then Rye took number one spot, and Star had to go to number two. Actually, Star was still. And then Astra got booted to number three, and she is definitely acting out. Is this what it's like to, like, have multiple children? Oh, my gosh. Abso-freaking-lutely. It's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> what is she doing? Just being bad. Just not listening. She's not coming when we ask. I took her to today. I was really feeling guilty, so... Rye and I ran errands today. It was so nice to have a partner to run errands with. So we took Astra because we were like, she deserves a field trip. So we took her to Bed Bath & Beyond and Lowe's and the pet store. And she was just biting her leash. You know how she takes her leash in her mouth and tries to walk herself. She was doing that the whole time. So embarrassing. I and love every- it. Everybody's like, your dog's so well behaved. And meanwhile, she's like, ar, 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 and I'm like, is she? Actually, she is. That's why I'm shocked. I know. I think she's feeling a little, a little left out. So I'm going to have to show her some love this week. Oh, that's sad. You know what? I left and I stayed all night with Miley a couple of nights last week. And uh, a friend of mine stayed here with the dogs. And literally, Sammy was so mad at me for like two days. He just would not even look my way. It was hilarious. Insane. Yeah, he was like not having it that I had left him. Like he was acting so weird. What's the, one of the worst things you can remember one of the kids doing when you were giving too much attention to one of the other ones? They still do it. <laughs> okay, give me an example. Literally, Noah's like, I can't believe you. You do this with Molly every day. Blah, 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 blah. You weren't here for this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then Molly was like, you were at Noah's horse shows and you weren't even at this show. And I'm like, yes, I was. Somehow I managed to be at everything and they still argue about which one was neglected the most because it's the same like it's just nuts but um anyway anyway hey stoners hey stoners how's it going how's everybody feeling tizzle how are you feeling uh weird still i'm having lots of issues with grief i've already had my breakdown for the day mm. i had to go to the gynecologist does that not sound miserable you did that today? I have been poked and prodded in every orifice of my body, and it was not pleasurable. Oh, my gosh. This is no. so TMI. The Gano is insane. The fact that we have to go in there. I should have smoked a big doobie, but I didn't. Why didn't and you? I really should have. You really should have. The fact that we go strip butt naked, <laughs> lay down, and put our feet in what they would call stirrups and spread them and get some metal thing shoved up my hoochie and Ew. then something somewhere else. Like it is just not okay. This is 
episode. Brandy is completely ignoring me and doing something else, by the way, you guys. I am mortified that you're talking about this in public. Well, I mean, every female needs to do it. I know. I'm actually, it's like time for me to go. I think I went September last year. And not to mention, they squeeze your boobs all over the place. It's just like so uncomfortable. (laughs) Just the whole experience. It really is. I didn't go for so long. I was so bad. I didn't go for like eight years. I know. That is so bad. That is the one thing if we're (laughs) going to talk about it. Seriously, (laughs) girls, if you are fooling around, especially, you need to be going to the gyno. If you can let some cop in there, you can let the doctor do her thing because like literally like you just don't mess around with that stuff because I feel like cervical cancer and ovarian cancer is very treatable if caught early. So girls, you need to go to the gyno, whether it's fun or it's not, and it's definitely not. You know what? After I go, I feel so much better. Just like everything's okay and all that good stuff. But now I got to go get my boobies squeezed in a machine and get a mammogram next week. So, I mean, it's just all awful, but you know, what are you going to do? Can't you just like opt to not do those things? Yeah, but then if it's something's going on in there and it goes on too long and it was treatable because you detected it early, you know, you got to do things you don't want to do. I guess so. But anyway. I also like need to go to the dentist. It's like I'm like way overdue. I love our dentist though, Dr. Lewis. Shout out Dr. Lewis. She's the best dentist ever. She is everything. She like comments on my Instagram all the time. She's like, can't wait what? to meet Rye. Oh yeah, she loves me I so much. I need to follow her. She is amazing. Actually, if anybody in the Nashville area needs a dentist, Dr. Kristen, it's Bite Dentistry. And she yeah. is freaking amazing. She's the best dentist. Our whole entire family goes to her. We have for years. Actually, I used to go to her dad that I now go to her. But Bite Dentistry in Nashville is amazing. And yes, I need to go to the dentist too. So maybe we'll do that while I'm home. I really want to get LASIK. Will you take care of me or should I make Rai do that? Oh, now you do have Rai to do that. I know. Maybe Rai could take care of both of us and you could do your. Uh... I was getting ready to say, you do your LASIK, <laughs> I'll do my boobs, and Rai will take care of both of us. Is that so messed up that we're going to make my boyfriend take care of you after you get boob surgery? I really want to. I know this is probably way too much information, but I'm just a very small boob kind of girl. And uh, I swear, I had a reduction a long time ago, and they grew back. Is that a thing? Yes. We there. need to get an expert on the phone. should have on a plastic surgeon, I feel. I uh, love Dr. Ben Talley. Is that who you guys are loving these days? I love Dr. Ben Talley. He is amazing. Although, I will beg him to do more Botox, and he will not do it. He goes, you need to still keep your expression. And I'm like, no, I want to be frozen. <laughs> I agree with Dr. Ben, mother. I think you should keep a little expression. Okay. I mean, you know, I want too many of them lines showing. You are insane. Okay. But at least I'm not like blowing up my lips and my cheeks and everything else that people are blowing up. No, we can't be doing that. No, absolutely not. The key is to do just a little bit of work so that you still look like you don't do anything. But like we do. That's how we that's why we keep it fresh. A little Botox. I didn't really start until I was like 40 or 44. That's nuts. Yeah. I feel like I have quite a few friends that are a bit younger than me, like still in their late 20s. And I always have have those girlfriends like asking me like, oh, when should I start getting Botox? I mean, as we've seen, like even on the Kardashians, when Kylie was so young, people are starting so young to do that. 
I don't know. I just feel like you should definitely wait like as long as you can, just because once you snart, you ain't stopping. Like it's so addicting, but it is preventative, you know, addicting and expensive. But yeah, like it de- definitely like when you start doing it four times a year, it does get a little pricey. It does. Like I, the people that do so much, I don't know how they afford to do that. That would be so expensive every whatever four months or something that they have to do it. Filler and Botox. No, 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 no. We can't be doing that. No. But you know what, ladies? If you have an excellent skincare routine, then you won't have to be doing all that stuff. I'm telling Speaking you. Speaking of, I love this Instagram account. Her name is Miss Grass. Cute, Miss Grass. Yeah, and yeah. it was so weird. So when I got my vaginal ultrasound Ew. today, Ew. I know it's disgusting. But anyway, disgusting. she said, I'm like, why do we need to do this? And, what and they next? say, well, well, we check for all these things. And then she told me as she was showing things on the screen, um, th- there's your bladder. She was like, you can see bladder cancer sometimes. And she said that she feels like a lot of people that get bladder cancer or like female cancer. She was like, if you think about how many chemicals we put on our bodies and our hair and our nails and our, and she said she found somebody very young that had bladder cancer and that they did acrylic nails for a living. And she said that everything that we put on our body, like 60% of that goes into our bodies. Mm-hmm. And so today I was on Miss Grass's Instagram and I think she said something about that as well. And so I clicked on it and it took me to her little shop that she has all these different brands on. And so I just bought all this skincare that is all CBD and it does have other things in it, but it's all plant. And I think I'm just going to start trying that because I agree. Like we put a lot of stuff on our bodies and in our hair and on our nails. And I'm not sure that can be great for us. Yeah, I kind of agree. I actually, well, obviously in the beginning of COVID nail salons weren't open. And now that they are, I just, it's one of those things that now that I'm not making as much money, I've had to cut a couple of luxuries. And so I haven't had my nails done at all since COVID. And I'm kind of not mad about it. Like, I mean, you know, they're stubby and like dirty, but like it is what it is. And I actually do feel better not putting all that toxic stuff on my nails. Me too. (laughs) And honestly, I have not had my nails done since February. And I am an every two weeks kind of girl that I I go to get my nails done. And honestly, I'm not mad at it either. Yeah. And I'm in the dirt planting and stuff, but like, Mm -hmm. I kind of like it better. I know. Sometimes I feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love when nails look nice, but also at the same time, I'm like, that kind of like screams high maintenance. I'm serious. (laughs) It's a little high maintenance to have to go every two weeks to get my stinking nails done. Yeah. I'm actually loving not doing it. Yeah. There's so many other things that I have to, that need attention, like my eyebrows and my hair. Like I'm just like, eh, the nails can take a backseat. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. And I pluck my own eyebrows. So I don't have to do that. I pluck my own eyebrows too. Ah, <laughs> uh, so anyway, what else is happening? Well, you know, I've been horse showing. You were so sweet to post that picture of Stargirl today. And did you see Susie and Rhonda and everybody commenting on it? It was so sad. It was all of our horse show friends, all my horse show friends, all the moms. And I know, like, I think Audrey's showing a little bit, one of Noah's friends still. But, you know, like, Molly's not showing anymore. And I know my friend Susie just misses it so much. And it just, everybody, If once you've shown horses or you've been a part of that, it is just in your blood. And you just love it so much. Yeah, you gals should come on out to Nashville for October shows and stand in the crowd and support. It would be so much fun for them to be there. 
I know. But anyway, so I've been doing that. It's been two weeks long and it's long days. It's a lot of work. So worth it in the end. Like we Ryan and I both kind of looked back on it and we were like, oh, that was so fun. I don't want to like bore everybody with horse jargon, but I bought this new horse in March and I actually took a total risk, bought her off a video, but I just felt like there was something special about her. And so we've been doing really our first horse shows these past couple of weeks. We did a one, one in June just as like a trial run kind of thing. But anyway, she, um, she's just come so far she like makes such huge progress in such short time and she's such an incredible athlete that she knows she's a little green and a little psycho but she's just so talented and we ended the the two-week run on like a great ride in the high adult class she was clear and I can just tell everybody's like really impressed with her and everyone thinks that we're a really great team so I'm really excited to get back into the ring in October I literally cannot believe that you get on a horse like that and jump over those jumps flying around the ring. It is nuts. It's a little psycho, but it's so fun. (laughs) Speaking of Ra, how has he settled in? He is doing so great. I think he's finally starting to shake the jet lag. It's been pretty bad, but he, I kind of warned him, like, you know, we, we found out so quickly that he was, he was able to get on a flight. I was like, I hate to say it's kind of bad timing, but you're going to get here like right smack dab in the middle of horse shows. And it's going to, you're going to have to hit the ground running. Like we get up early and there's lots to do. And, and he like literally just like jumped right in and has just just fit in so well and helped so much and he loved being at the horse shows and helping and getting to watch and he's really into photography and stuff so he brought my camera and he took really great photos and it's been super fun so I think now today's been our first non-horse show day so it was kind of a day to just relax and I think he's getting settled into the house but it's crazy like it feels it, like in a way it, all, it almost feels like he's always been here you know what I mean oh uh, yeah I'm sure but yeah. he's the cutest. Like, I don't even have to ask him. He does the dishes all the time and he does the laundry all the time. And he makes me coffee every morning and he lets the dogs out at night. He's the best. I wonder how long that's going to last. I don't know, but I'm going to really soak it up while I have it. It's seriously. But he's that kind of guy. He really um, is. He is. It's amazing. I'm, and I'm sure that was so helpful at the horse shows to have him there. Oh my gosh, so helpful. And especially even just here at home, like usually I'm running back and forth from horse show to house because we've got all these animals here. So he just like really quickly has picked up all the responsibilities down in the barn and he's been feeding everybody for me in the mornings and we cleaned stalls together today. So it's just, it's just so awesome to finally have somebody to like do all these things with. Exactly. It's the dream. We're so excited for Tizzle to come visit in a couple weeks. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. No, I knew Rob was going to settle right in. Do you feel like he's homesick at all yet or no? I don't know. He seems like he really seems to be loving it. I mean, he talks to his mom and sister every single day, so he still gets to talk to them. And like, they're all so close that I think he'll probably continue to do that, like find time during the day to talk to everybody on FaceTime. But I don't know. He's loving the weather. You know, it's winter there right now. So we had an awesome week of sunshine and and like pretty warm weather. And then he even like when it started raining was like, oh, the rain. He loves it all. So that is so, so cool. So cute. Well, do you have any high design? Well, I like when they ask questions. Oh, you do? I have a high design question (laughs) this week. What is it, Toots? Okay, Toots. So... 
my shelves are in. I haven't hung them yet. Super excited about that. My room's starting to come together. Okay, so I ordered all these prints of my one of my trips to Africa, actually, and ordered a bunch of Ikea frames because they're so inexpensive, and they finally all came in. It took a month to get my Ikea shipment. So we, Ryan and I actually had so much fun yesterday putting all of our photos into the frames, and I have them all leaned up against the wall, but I'm kind of like looking at the wall, and I'm like, I have no idea how to start a gallery wall. Help. Like, do I start with the biggest photo first? I usually do and kind of make that my center point. Okay. You know, and I literally usually go from there and work my way out on each side. But put that biggest print right in the center because you can go up a little bit. You can go down a little bit. And I feel like that that's actually a very good starting point. Okay. So start with the big one and then kind of work my way out. Are they all different sizes? Yeah, I got all kinds of different sizes. Love that. I can't wait and to different, see. And different colors. I got black frames, white frames, and like a birch wood frame. A couple Love of the birch, birch just wood. to kind of like mix it in. Yes. Okay, and then here's the other things. How high up do I go on the wall? Like, do I stick everything kind of in the middle or can I put the photos like up pretty high? I think you can. I never go too much higher than my center point. You know, it just depends on how much you have, but I'll like literally maybe like the next ones, the center of them goes to the top of the Mm -hmm. middle one. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, I can visualize that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to, Ryan and I are going to work on it this week. It's our little project. And then when you come here in two weeks, if you need to zhuzh, you can zhuzh. Part of me was like, oh, do I just wait for my mom? Because she'd be able to do it so easy. And I was like, I kind of want to just do it so that like you get to see it and it's done and it looks great. I know. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. yeah get yours done because when I get there, you guys oh. are going to be helping me. It's going to be all about tizzle. It really is. Great. All right. Should we dare MT it up? Love to dare MT. Let's see what we got here. Hey, Tish and Brandy, this is Danny. I'm calling in because I need some advice on how to, like, connect back your parents. I know you guys are close. Like, what are some good ways to, like, be closer with your mom and your dad? Because I'm 23 and it's, like, mind-boggling how much stuff we're not in common with. But that's all I want to advise. Thank you. Bye. First of all, really hope Danny was plugging his ears during the gyno talk at the beginning of this episode. So it sounds like he is just wanting advice on how to better connect with his parents and be closer with his parents. Mm-hmm. He's 23. So I remember 23 being a tough well, age first of to all, connect with your parents. I think, you know, probably 16, 17 to probably around like 24, 25. Those are those difficult years in some ways, I think. But what's so impressive with Danny is that he actually at 23 is thinking about that and wants Mm -hmm. to have that type of relationship with his parents. And I think that's so amazing. So the fact that, that he really wants to put the effort in to the relationship. And I think that's the first start. And I don't know if Danny still lives at home. I mean, with either way, I think the biggest thing is just making time for each other and having real conversations and not always being on your phone. And like, even parents are, you know, really bad about that. Like I'm looking at my phone all the time and, you know, maybe not paying as much attention as I should. And I think the first thing is just really both of you guys putting toward effort. I mean, hopefully your parents are really wanting to put the effort toward the relationship as well. 
And I can't imagine any parent that wouldn't, but they're very lucky to have a son that's 23 that is really thinking about that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, start with phone calls. Like I have a lot of friends that live in different states than their parents and they still talk to them like almost every single day. And I think that's really cool. Obviously, like my mom and I talk a lot and FaceTime a lot. So I would say start with the phone, like start calling your parents once a day and trying to talk to them about like your day and how their day was and and start from there if it would be good. And also, I mean, like when brazen FaceTimes me, like it means so much to me, even just knowing like, my son is taking that time, you know, away from now his wife or his things to, to reach out to his mom. And it always means so much to me. And even sometimes, even if you do still live at home or something, like it means a lot to me too, when like at night, it'll be like 10 PM and Noah will just text me. I love you, mommy. And mm-hmm. it means so much to me. And I think even if you're just reaching out that way and just saying something short and sweet, just them knowing that, you know, you're thinking of them, you know. I can't believe Brazen's married still. It's just such a crazy I, thing. It's insane. Also, I love that we have a dude listener. All right, here we go. Number me two. Too. Hi, Tish and Brandy. My name is Jesse, and I am from Reading, Pennsylvania. I listen to your show every week, and me and my mom, who I've turned on to this podcast, love it. I think that you, Brandy, and your mom have, like, this awesome dynamic that me and my mom have, and we find it so cathartic to listen to you. Also, I'm a fellow stoner. Woohoo, Tish. You're the best mama ever. My question to you guys is, I know you all kind of live not really together at the moment, and I'm not with my family. I mean, we live in the same state, obviously, in the same town, but it's been kind of hard with everything, not seeing each other, and I know your children, Tish, are kind of all over the place. So I was just wondering how you guys are dealing with, you know, being far away from each other in this crazy world. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Obsessed with Jesse. Jesse. Love. First of all, I love that name. I yeah. love a Jesse, a name. I love that name. Anyway, it is tough. And especially for me, because, you know, Brazen and Brandy and Trace are all in Nashville. And usually it's so easy to jump on a plane and go back and forth. Like one of them, it seems like is always in LA or we're going home. And so it doesn't seem like that much time passes before I get to see them. But with COVID, we haven't really been flying. So it's been really crazy hard. And then when my mom passed away and Brandy and Trace were here for a while, that was so, so nice. Just to, it seemed like I hadn't seen them forever. But again, I think the biggest thing is for us is FaceTime. Like we FaceTime a lot, but that's really, I mean, it, it's, it's really a weird time in the world. And I was saying earlier, like, I'm still not feeling great. Well, it's like, not only have I been through trauma, but we've got the fires in California, which is so devastating to see. And the skies here have just been so crazy looking. And then COVID still just going strong, which I thought would probably be over by now. I think everybody's just feeling a little sad right now or a little Mm -hmm. off, except Brandy, who's in love and her man just got here. But anyway... Yeah, it is tough. I mean, thank goodness for FaceTime. I really, sometimes I don't know how we functioned without it, but we're at a point where like our family doesn't, we don't even make regular phone calls. Like the only, the only times that I talk to everybody are when it's FaceTime. Uh, even if it's just like to ask a quick question, like Miley and Noah both, like they won't just make an audio call. Like it's a I FaceTime. I never make an audio call. Yeah, as a FaceTime. So even if I'm in the car and I can't even like see you, I still FaceTime. <laughs> I, I know, know, it's, it's weird. It is funny. So yeah, I think that that's really, I think just making that effort is, is the best way to go for right now. And love that you and your mom are besties and have that kind of relationship. That's so fun. 
Okay, let's see what we got here. Hi, MC and Randy. First of all, I just realized that your intro song is we're rolling, as in we're rolling the podcast, but you're also rolling a joint, and I am just in love with that. And okay, I have a question for MT. How do you deal with your different parenting styles when it comes to friends? I have a friend, and we are both raising our kids very close in age, and we're doing a lot of play dates. And her parenting style is very different than mine. I do not mind that, except for the fact that it's starting to affect my child because she has a very relaxed and laid-back style where her kid will hit and scream and make tough bits. And my kid is seeing this and thinking it's okay. So I just don't know what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to approach this without ruining my friendship. Um, So please help. Thanks. I can't imagine what that's like. That sounds pretty hard. You know, I, as much as I want to say, I'd love to be completely laid back in parenting. You know, I really believe that kids really want structure and really want boundaries. And I, I think that you also, I always say, pick your battles. So I like hate that, you know, parents that it's always like everything's no and everything. I think there are ways to parent and be strong and firm, but also come from a very loving place. And I think you just have to be so respectful of each other's ways of parenting. But I do understand that when it's affecting your child, it can become a problem. I just, gosh, man, it's hard. But I do understand because like if your child is starting to have behavior problems from watching another child's behavior problems, I do think it's maybe a conversation that you have to have. Because I think if you just stop maybe not doing as many play dates, you know, she's going to know that something's mm-hmm. wrong anyway. Listen, I'm a terrible communicator. We talk about this on this podcast. I'm like the worst communicator. And it's hard for me to have any type of even, not that this is a confrontation, but a conversation. I think that's that's always been really hard for me. It's, I'm better at that now. And I wish I would have been much better at it then. So I think the best thing is if this is really a close friend of yours to just have that conversation and say no judgment. Mm -hmm. I totally respect that the way that you're parenting, but I just feel strongly that, you know, this isn't the way that I want to deal with this situation. Yeah, I know it is hard. I do think the best thing to do is, is my mom says, just make sure like she doesn't think that you're trying to correct her or tell her what to do. It's, make it about you be like this not about you it's not you it's me (laughs) like pull that whole thing Um, i wish i could be that relaxed but i'm just not exactly yeah something like that go at that angle because i mean i can't even imagine because like i won't even let my dog hang out with my friend's dogs that do dumb stuff like i had a (laughs) i had a friend with a husky and when i asked her was a puppy he would bring his dog over here and his dog would just jump out of my fence and I was like, your dog can't come over anymore because if Astra sees that, then she's going to think she can jump the fence. And that's just not okay. It's true. So this is tough. I can't, man. But I think I think you could do it. I think you could have the conversation. And I think you just got to premeditate coming across, you know, at that at that non-threatening angle. And I think you'll be golden. But And then call back and leave us a message and tell us how. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please give us a follow-up. We're going to give everybody an update on this. Please. Hey, y'all. This is Kate from Dallas, Texas. 
I probably will die if I hear my voice the next Thursday morning on here, but I am excitedly leaving voicemails every week and hoping to look forward to it. My question is a little bit of an MTDC question. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts and opinions on relocation. My boyfriend and I are looking to relocate, and we have some ideas in mind of where we'd like to go, but I'd love to get y'all's thoughts and, you know, feedback on things that you should consider. What are some things that y'all should consider or that we should in looking to relocate? I'd really be curious. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Have a great one. Bye. Cute. Adorable. I wish I knew like what like what her options were, what cities she was thinking of. Because like if she's from Dallas, I'd like to assume that she wants to try something different. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. Like I would, you know, I would try to look for somewhere that's maybe, you know, not so hot all year <laughs> or not so flat. Somewhere that's just like a totally different experience. But here's the thing. People look at moving like it's such a permanent thing. And I mean, it is. It's expensive to move and it is a commitment and you do have to start all over in a sense. But like you can always move back if you hate it or you can always move somewhere else. Like moving is really not, especially like in in this day, like it's just not as permanent of a thing as it once was. Like I moved to Denver and stayed eight months and I loved it. And then I came back to Nashville and like I spent a little bit of money to do those moves. But to me, the money was very well spent because I loved my time there. And it just gave me like a fresh new perspective on life just to be somewhere different for a little while. So I would just think that you and your boyfriend should really like, you know, make lists of like what's important to you. Like what are you looking for with this change of location and pick a place that that meets like the most of your guys' goals. Yeah. And I think for Brandy, the reason Denver was important is that she already had friends there. So she already had a little bit of a community and that she knew she wanted to be outdoors, that she wanted to hike and spend a lot of time outdoors. And so Denver had so much to offer as far as that went. And I'm just wondering, like, do you want to stay close to Dallas because you have family there? I think that could always be something that's in, you know, your decision is how far you want to be away from family and friends. But I think the biggest thing is just picking a city too that just really is, like I said, like with Brandy, it was like as Brandy rode horses mm-hmm. also while she was in Denver. So she had a barn that she went to in Denver, but she already knew someone there. Yep. And, you exactly. know, I think that was made you be able to settle in really easy. But I think the biggest thing for you was like you could drive two hours and go skiing even. Mm-hmm. And then you just had so many outdoor activities to do. And I think that's one of the major reasons that you really loved it there. For sure. I mean, and you can even, you know, if if staying within driving distance of Dallas is important, you could move to Austin and you'll have a totally different experience than Dallas and still be just a drive away. So I don't know. I think, you know, like you and your boyfriend just need to sit down and decide like what your what your goals are and relocating and then um, go from there. But I, I think moving is a great idea. I think everybody should try something different at some point in their life and get away. And if you end up going back, great. But at least like you got you got to try something else. Yep. Let us know how it goes. Let us know where you go. <laughs> Maybe I need to do that thing like um, Cameron Diaz did in the holiday. And oh, I'll boy. swap with somebody and go live somewhere different for six months. You need to do that once COVID's really done and so you can go somewhere internationally. Oh, I'd love to go to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Love Barcelona. Love. All right, we've got some design questions. Are you ready? Real quick, but I'm kind of thinking more like, wow. 
or Idaho? Idaho. You're so crazy. Anything with an I. Iowa, Idaho. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, Thank moving you. on. Those are the only ones. Hi, Tish and Brandy. It's Debbie from Vancouver, Canada. I just wanted to let you know that I am a big Cyrus Family fan, and I am loving this podcast. I also wanted to comment on this week's podcast. I listened to it this morning, and about Tish's love language. It was so funny. I can so identify with you, Tish. I have also been gifting and serving for 31 years. I'm 51 now, and I, too, am so over it. When I heard you, I was like, O-M-G. I so agree with you. Anyway, um, my question is, I was just wondering about decorating bathrooms. I always think I don't know what I should do with my bathroom. My walls are gray. My fixtures are white. The flooring is gray. My shower curtain is also white. And I don't have a window, but I have a skylight. And I was just wondering, like, if I should put in, like, some artwork. Should I put in a plant? Should I put in, like, a nice colored towels? I'm really not sure. Anyway, any advice you have would be great. Thanks. Bye. Love her. Yeah, this is a great question. And this is my favorite question, my favorite design question, because the weird thing is, I said before, I've been working on Molly's house, and the very last thing I did was go and buy all these cute accessories for her bathrooms, for every single one. And I was like, her master bathroom and one of the other powder rooms, I was like, I just want this to feel like another cute room. Like, I don't want to walk in and it feel like a bathroom. Mm -hmm. And so I really did focus on decorating these bathrooms and bringing in some really cute things. And I think, yes, art. I think Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things in a bathroom, especially like I'm like that. I really like neutral everything. It's pretty much all the walls are white. I may have, I have one room that's gray, but I like everything very neutral. And for me, the way I like to bring interest into the room and color is by art. And yes, I think also towels. I think that that is, you know, keeping a bathroom neutral. I just think that that's the way to go. But you can definitely bring in things with the art and the towels. But also, like, I think a plant is amazing anywhere and really just, I don't know, just makes you feel good plants do. Like, I just, I, that's my favorite thing right now is really decorating with plants. But I also went and I got a few little bath accessories, like a bath brush and like a room spray and some things like that, that I just added to the countertops. But really what I did was bring in artwork and some really cool towels. But I Mm. think also I love the idea of the plant. And again, maybe like little bathroom accessories, Mm -hmm. Um, a candle, anything that actually a couple little books. If if I don't know what all's in this bathroom, that I think it really really warms it up if you just make it feel more like an just another room another you know and not so stark like a bathroom yeah I think another thing about bathrooms that makes the room feel colder is like it's usually tile floors and everything's tile and countertop and whatever and so one of my favorite things in a bathroom to do is instead of like your typical bath mats everywhere I like seeing a big rug in the bathroom. My mom has a really pretty rug in her master bathroom at her house in LA, and I loved it. And so here, my bathroom in my house in Nashville, it's like everything's just black and white. Like the floors are black and white. The countertops are white. The cabinets are very dark. The mirrors are dark. So I put this huge, colorful rug like smack in the middle of the bathroom. 
instead of having a bath mat in front of the tub. And it just like completely transformed that bathroom. And when people come into it, they're like, oh my gosh, I love the reds and the pinks in this, in this bathroom. And they're really only in the rug, but that's what, that's what draws people's eye and that's what they see. And it just really changes everything. So depending on how big your bathroom is, I think you could do a fun rug in there too, to bring some color in. And also rugs USA. Yeah. Their runners and stuff are dirt cheap. And I had bought a really large rug for, I forget if it was one of y'all's house, but I loved it. And I actually found a two by three and it mm. was just fit perfectly in the powder room at my office. And it's just a two by three, same thing as the big rug. And it made the biggest difference. And yeah. I agree, like bath mats, green bathroom. I think mm-hmm. bringing in things that are just that you would put in any other room. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that helps. Send us pics. I love that question. <laughs> I do too. That was a good one. All right. We've got one more design question. Hey, MT and Brandy. This is Brooke calling from Texas. And I have a design question. I'm moving soon and I'm having trouble trying to find a headboard that I actually like. Um, my bedding is white and I'm trying to mix like light and gray tones, very earthy vibe. That may be impossible, but I definitely know for sure that I want a headboard that has padding in it. If y'all have any suggestions or any tips, it would be much appreciated. Uh, love you guys in the podcast. Bye. So as I think you said, like an earthy gray tone, I'm all about all white bedding. It's Mm -hmm. just for me. And I used to like get all these comforters and all these things that were not cute. And then I just started doing full on because it just feels so clean and crisp when everything is just white. So I really love the idea of a fabric headboard with that in a, like a gray or an earthy tone. I think that is so pretty. And I mean, honestly on Wayfair, I feel like you can get things so inexpensive that look really, really nice. And I think Wayfire usually just has so, so many choices. But also, I found some really cute headboards on Amazon. And so I think that, you know, a headboard, I I don't know if you want a headboard and a footboard, but I think Wayfair is like, you really can get some really nice things on there. And, you know, it's like every price point. But I love a nice padded fabric headboard as well, because I like to sit in my bed and watch TV all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like, You can like when everyone thinks of a headboard, you kind of think of it like being attached to the bed frame and it being this huge thing. But I feel like now you can buy just the ones that just attach to the wall. I like it so much better. Where it's just the actual rectangle of a headboard and no frame attached. You know what I like about that is because I hate when the mattress isn't a really tall mattress. Sometimes you can see like two inches of space between the headboard and the mattress and it just feels like. First of all, if you're getting it on, it's going to be like banging the wall. Like instead, just get <laughs> wow. <laughs> the ones that you put on the wall, it has something called a cleat on the back uh-huh. and it just, it just looks so much better. Yeah. But I also sometimes, okay, first of all, it takes forever, but my favorite place to buy headboards is called Interior Define. Mm. Both of my headboards are from there. And you know who else, though, makes great headboards is All Modern has some really good ones. There's a place called Rover. They're a little more, not Rover? Yeah, I think it is Rover. Let me look. 
I think you're talking about Rove Concepts. Rove Concepts. Uh-huh. But Anterior Define is so good. Even CB2. CB2 has great headboards. I was thinking, I feel like Tim Tizzle over here has, uh, in the past, made her own headboard. Like Absolutely. Picking, picking your own fabric. But what do you cover the fabric with? Or not so if you that. have a guy like Ra, <laughs> <laughs> that you can get the plywood. Plywood, okay. Batting. And then you have to put the foam, you put the foam and then the batting and then the fabric. But see. I used to be really crafty and do things like that a lot. I feel like you could also just go buy a cheap, ugly headboard off like Amazon. And recover it yourself. And recover it yourself just with any fabric you wanted. And that way you wouldn't have to go through all those other steps. Absolutely. You could go to any type of fabric store and like wrap that around and staple gun it because you're never seeing the back. And yep. just make something that looks completely custom. Yeah, totally. I but like that idea. if you want to get fancy and do something that has really a lot of padding, like CB2 is one of my favorites. CB2, I think, just makes the greatest stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they have knockoffs of everything that it blows my mind that they're even allowed to do that. But mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, speaking of Amazon, do you have any uh, baked goods for us this week, Tizzle? I was sleuthing your Amazon orders today and I saw some crazy stuff on there. What you been buying? Huh, let me look. (laughs) You know what? I I love to read reviews. And my towels are old. And I swear, I don't know if it's like I don't dry them enough, but they get this like once they are like I drop and they're a little bit damp, they smell a little moldy or mildewy or something. It's weird. So I ordered all new towels on Amazon. It was like 30 bucks for six. But they had great reviews. So I'll let y'all know how that goes and I'll put the link up. But here's the thing about towels for me. I do not want to draw off on some super soft, like weird, soft towel. It does not get you dry. It's the creepiest feeling ever. I want my towel to be thin and a little on the rough side. Freak. No, I do not want some fluffy, weird hotel room towel. I want something that is thin. And it exfoliates a little bit when you draw off. Like, I just, I'm weird about towels. I would rather have towels from Big Lots than some weird fluffy towel. You're a freak. So I got new towels. And well, okay, uh, what are what are all these cigar ashtrays? Uh, I'm seeing large cigar ashtrays for men. They're really, honestly, this is so crazy. Like, I look on first dibs all the time. First of all, it's so outrageous. I never order anything. And they always have all these really cool, like, Italian ashtrays that are, like, $1,500. Honey, I pulled those suckers up on Amazon. They are identical, and they're $25. Literally, this one's $15. They on, yeah, $15. They look like Italian whatever, a ceramic from first dibs. Literally, I, Matt Sanders and I were doing some stuff at Molly's and I ordered this ashtray that is so cool looking. The standing up one. Yeah, the black contemporary one. so good. <laughs> Literally, I, he was like, <gasps> where did you get that? That is gorge. Because Molly has one from First Dibs. And I was like, I'm not telling. And I put it together and said it. He goes, I love that. That is so good. And I go, do you want me to really tell you where I got it? And he was like, where? And I was like, Amazon. He was like, no. Matt literally thought it was an antique from First Dibs. And it was 15 bucks on Amazon. That is insane. I got some for Molly and a few for me. That actually was more for decor than anything. 
Huh. Here's the good thing about like the ashtray that Brandy's talking about, which I'll put up more than using it as an ashtray. I love getting those little ritual kits that have like the sage and a little stick and matches. And I think it's so cute to just put that in an ashtray. And then when you go to burn the sage and do all that, it still sets in the ashtray. It's just a really cute mm-hmm. accessory. So I'll take a picture of the way I designed mine and we will put that up this Thursday and my black ashtray that is so sick so everybody can see okay sounds it's great. really cute and it's a great design thing it's really cute for a, like a, a coffee table or an end table or a dresser it's really really cute what you got buying these uh headphone stands for oh this is another thing i bought that is absolutely amazing so these are little things that you stick under like a studio desk to put like the headphones you have on right now, the big Mm -hmm. headphones to hang on. Hmm. But you know what? I got a couple extra for me for my actual desk. And it is so great because then I just wrap up my little um, Apple, my charger for my computer, whatever. And I just hang them right under my desk. So they're there the next time I come back. And everything is so organized. It is amazing. Genius. And it's it's easy. Is it easy to attach to the desk? It's like an adhesive. It comes with little screws that you can screw it on if you want to hang like heavier things. But I literally have mine hanging right. And you can't see it. Like it's so short you don't see it. And then like I literally hang my these little headphones on it, my charger on it. And it just keeps everything in place under your desk and you cannot see it at all. This is everything. I know. It's really great. So I'm going to put those up for sure because you could use that for so many things. I'm buying them right now. (laughs) Well, you know what I was thinking? These would be so good for restaurants and then we could hang our freaking purse Mm. on them. Yeah, I would. Instead of it having to set in the floor. I'm going to buy one for my desk for my headphones that I podcast in and my cables. No, it's amazing. Because I'll wrap up mine and like put a little tie around it and then just hang it on there. And it is so nice. I'll wrap up mine. So nice. It's amazing. (laughs) So those are my Amazon picks and they're amazing ones this week. Those are really good. Love. All right. Uh, Should we move on to off limits? I took your tip and watched the Hillary Swank show. Did you finish it? Yes. Away. Is that what it's called? Did you love it? I'm going to be honest with you, Tizzle. Rye and I got real bored, like, from, like, episode, like, two to eight. And then we loved the last two episodes. Love. Okay. Love. I'll give you that. It was the only thing that was a little monotonous is, first of all, people, I'm out there pitching shows all the time. Nobody's bought one yet unless Molly's (laughs) in it. So I just keep pitching and pitching my little heart out. As a matter of fact, people, you know what? I just pitched an animated show called Hillbilly Ray. And you all would crack up because people beg our family to do a reality show all the time, which we say no to. But instead, I pitched an animation, loosely based, as they call it in Hollywood, um, off our family. First of all, our family stories are crazier than anything we could make up being number one. If no one out there in podcast world knows this, my dad passed away when I was 20. And so one time, like 1993, I tell Billy Ray that I never really mourned my father. Oh, he had him exhumed and then brought to the farm in Tennessee and buried him on the hill so I could go mourn since I didn't get to do that. So for my Christmas in 1993 or four, here comes Glenmore. The hearse is coming through the gates on Thompson's Day. 
Oh my gosh. And Billy Ray. Well, I also told him that my dad did not want to be buried by my mom's mother because they hated each other, which mm-hmm. we buried him by my mom's mother. And so he said, well, Glenmore didn't want to be down there with the in-laws anyway. <laughs> and so anyway, now my dad is buried on our farm in Tennessee, which is really sweet. But at the time, I thought it was really nuts. And if that's not a freaking cartoon, I don't know what is. But anyway, Hillbilly Ray, Apple, passed. Amazon, Ooh. passed. Comedy Central. And you know what? You just pass right on because it's too (laughs) good. It's too good for you people. Like, honestly, I see what's on TV. Mom. This show is so good. And I am just sick of it. Sick of it. I bet you guys want to see Hillbilly Ray. So now I'm going to go freaking pitch it to YouTube and see what they say. I'm going to put the cartoon up. I'm going to put the freaking picture up because it is hysterical. And I have a character in there called Lovey. And Billy Ray is Hillbilly Ray. And we have two kids and Mamma Ruthie and a shaman and the band called Mama Kush Band. And the music was so good. What does my agent say? Oh, they passed. That'd be a pass. It's a pass. And you know what? I don't even care anymore because I like being creative and coming out with freaking ideas, getting stoned, making great shit to have people tell me no. You are on one. I really am. Hillbilly Ray. I'm even going to play the freaking theme song next week. (laughs) And you know what? I have another one. And I'm not going to say what it is because somebody will steal it. But it is so good. And I'm not even going to go pitch it because I'm going to turn it into a freaking podcast so nobody can tell me no. (laughs) For real. You think Margot Robbie can't play the lead? (laughs) You think? Mother, I need you to tone it. So that's what it is. So anybody that says they're discouraged in Hollywood, I am friggin' with you. Wow. I would say if you're discouraged in life, that was pretty comforting to know that at least Tish Cyrus is right there with you. I've been told no more than anybody in friggin' Hollywood. But you know what? I don't let it get me down. Clearly. Nope. Because it's a liberty walk. Oh my God, Mom, no. (laughs) Uh Okay, I'm done. Okay, well, um, now that Mom has uh, climbed up on top of her soapbox, I would like to end this podcast with a new segment. Is it called Hillbilly Ray? No, it's not. I think we should have a segment called Munchy Moment. Oh. We talk about, like, weird things that we like to eat that we think are really yummy but that are maybe weird. Oh, I like that idea. What's your weird munchy moment? Well, so I just, I thought of it because like you just eat the weirdest stuff. And we were talking about recently how you like to eat oatmeal with ice cream in it. Okay, stoners, go smoke a big fatty. And then, okay, I'm not going to go there. If you have the freaking munchies, hot oatmeal. But it has to be like kind of not that fancy stuff like at Whole Foods. Good old Quaker oats and like really hot and good and then right when it's hot put two scoops of vanilla ice cream in it and you have to eat it before all the ice cream melts because the mixture of really really cold ice cream with the hot oatmeal i promise you and i did put a little sugar on it too Hmm. so quaker oatmeal with vanilla ice cream Friars vanilla bean is my favorite vanilla ice cream it is the best thing you will ever have Oh, and I love it with toast and scoop it all up on my toast and then eat it off the toast. Oh, it's so good. You heard it from her. 
I think y'all should try it and then hit me up. It is good. Nuts. I've had it. I, I don't I don't like it with the toast, but I do like the oatmeal. And you know ice. what? This is something that Mammy cooked for all of us. It is good. It is so bomb. So my munchy moment, I got to give a shout out to Kirsten for introducing me to this. Kirsten is obsessed with milkshakes. She will literally turn anything into a milkshake. And so first time she made me this, she was like, do you want a cookie milkshake? So I just thought she was going to make me like a cookie flavored milkshake. No, no. We actually baked chocolate chip cookies and then put those baked chocolate chip cookies into the blender with scoops of ice cream and then blend it together. It is so freaking good. Really? <laughs> Sound good. Like when you, the thought of like putting baked chocolate chip cookies in a blender sounds horrible. It is so yummy. And I'm telling you the ice cream to do it with is, you know, the Talenti gelato ice cream. Oh, love that. Bomb in a milkshake, though. They okay. have a flavor that's like coconut chocolate chip or something, and it just gives it a crunchy texture with the ch- cookies. It's so good. You're welcome. Uh, it sounds good. That's the thing I really miss about your dad being here, although I've lost about five pounds, is that in the morning he makes my coffee, and in the evening he makes me a vanilla milkshake. And his vanilla milkshakes are the best, and I don't even know why. Probably because he uses whole milk. He absolutely, yeah, he does. A little bit of sugar, a little bit of vanilla, whole milk, vanilla ice cream. It is the best thing I've ever had. Well, on that note, I'm going to go eat some ice cream. Me too. All right, stoners. Well, this has been a fun episode. I know. How can we communicate with our stoners like after they leave their message and we talk? They need to keep us updated on the things that we talk about. All right. Love that idea. Well, stoners, if uh, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, which we hope you do because we love the Dear MT segment, uh, we've got a phone number set up for you guys to call, and I'm about to give you the digits. It's 818-839-0534. You can call and leave us a message asking any question you want. We like design questions, relationship questions, really anything you can think of. If you have questions about weed, for Tish the Stoner Queen, those are welcomed as well. We love to hear from you guys. And like my mom said, we would love to um, work on making it so that we can keep communicating with you guys even further than just leaving a message. So We'll work on that. And uh, we, I just, I don't know. I think we're building a really cool little community here and I'm really excited about it. So thank you guys for listening. Tell your friends about the podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, make sure you go and hit that subscribe button on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And Tizzle, you want to tell them about the little five-star review situation? Yes. So whether you like us or not, or you like our podcast or not, you can trash us all you want, but just give us a good little five stars. Not Love of five stars. Not three. Not two. Five. Five, five stars. And when you leave a message, I think you could tell us your favorite munchies because I would love to try them. That's a good idea. <laughs> I would love them to tell us all their munchies. And yes, keep us updated on things that we talk about on here and you, the questions that you ask and if you took our suggestions and how that worked out for you, whether good or bad, we would love to hear all about it. You know what we should do? A Facebook group and it's a place where the listeners can go and like interact, I guess. Can we um, interact with them if I want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can be part of the group too. But uh, we can start a Facebook group if you guys would like that and it can just be an extension of the podcast and a place to share photos of all this design stuff and, yes. and just kind of chat about things outside of just the hour of podcasting. So maybe that's something we'll start as well. Okay, that is what we have to start because I would love to see all these pics and things like that. And then we can put up pictures and all that good stuff. And Facebook is actually one of the few technology things Tish can do. So I am great at Facebook. <laughs> I really am. 
I know it is. All right, guys. Well, I gotta go uh, eat some Jenny's ice cream with my hot boyfriend that now lives with me. (sighs) I'm gonna go eat some ice cream with my three baby puppies and put them in my bed and watch a new show since the way is over. Okay, sounds fun. Okay, love you guys. Love you, stoners. Bye, guys. See you next week. Oh, not see ya. Hear you next week. Hear you next week. Talk to you next week. Later, sir. Bye-bye.